Hello everyone. Join me, a small medium at large, as we explore the world of spirit, energy, tarot, mediumship, psychic abilities, angels, oracles, paranormal activity and basically anything downright spooky. If any, some or all of those things interest you, then you've come to the right place, my friends. I'm Melanie Mahmood, and welcome to the Spirit Level Podcast. Hello, everyone. Bonjour à tous. Hello. Allez, mitainanda. Privet shem. G'day. Hi, y'all. How's it? And hey, up. Now, before you all stop listening and wonder if you've downloaded the wrong podcast, you haven't, let me offer a quick explanation. The first two episodes of The Spirit Level so far have reached far and wide, with people downloading the episodes from as far as field as France, Germany, Russia, Australia, the United States and South Africa. So in recognition of that, and to also put a massive thank you out there to our listeners, I hope I just said hello to everyone. So apologies if my pronunciation wasn't spot on. But wherever you are listening to us, a big, 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 big thank you and a very warm welcome to one and all to episode three of the Spirit Level podcast. Coming up on today's episode in Crystal Corner, we have got a bloodstone in questions. I've got some questions about healing this week. We have a guest interview with Teresa Bernstein, an old friend of mine and an amazing entrepreneur. And in Time for Tarot, we are looking at The Magician. Welcome to this episode's Crystal Corner. And today we're going to talk about Bloodstone and it's also known as Heliotrope. It doesn't have a scientific kind of name because it's too complex in its chemistry to have a a definitive definition of what it is. But if you've never seen this crystal before, it's like a dark rich green with small red spots or splashes which look a bit like blood which is where the name comes from. But as the name strongly suggests, it's an excellent blood cleanser and a really powerful healing energy crystal which works to revitalise, ground and protect. It's particularly useful in removing environmental negativities like electromagnetic stress. So it's really good to have near your computer, near your tele, near anything electrical because it will absorb a lot of that electromagnetic energy from the atmosphere. It feels very dense and it feels very grounding in energy. So when you hold it, you get a sense of calm and solidity. It balances and cleanses the lower chakras and any blood-rich organs, such as the liver and the spleen. But it's also linked in general to blood. So it assists in supporting the heart energy, the heart chakra, circulation and blood in general. So it's good for leukemia sufferers. It's good for reducing irritability and aggression and improving patience, intuition and creativity. It comes from Australia, China, Brazil, India, Russia and the Czech Republic. And they're the best sources to get this particular stone from. So a really useful one to have in your toolkit as a general grounder and as a general energy circulation type stone. So that's Bloodstone. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about Danubrite, which is a really high vibrational stone. 
Right, it's the time for questions. Uh, in this episode, we have two questions from, from our listeners. Uh, Mr M, what's the first one? Thank you, Mel. Hello, everybody. And the first question comes from Hannah, who asks, why is it that acupuncture is so effective and what do the needles do to affect the body? Good question. Um, I don't think the listeners are aware, but um, I am a fully qualified acupuncturist. I studied at the Northern College of Acupuncture in York. Um, I haven't practised for some time, but um, the question is, is a really interesting one. Um, the reason why acupuncture works and is so effective is because um, the whole practice is a holistic uh, approach to somebody's health. So it looks at the entire system and the entire body and lifestyle of a person and it slowly teases out uh, exactly what's going off in, in the body and what's causing the, the illness or the effect uh, that is being experienced by the patient. So um, as we all know, we're all, um, we're all an electromagnetic kind of organic being and acupuncture recognises that and it uses chi which is spelt C-H-I, as the life force. And it's when chi isn't moving properly through our biological system, so like our electrical circuit, if you like, and there's a blockage or there's there's an imbalance in that energy that there is illness or there is a condition that, that springs up uh, and is manifest in the physical body of the patient. So what the needles do and the Chinese were very clever because they worked this out thousands of years ago, is that by inserting needles in certain points, they can remove that particular blockage uh, in the in the circuit so that the qi moves smoothly again. And once the qi is moving smoothly again, the body will naturally heal itself. So that's what it's designed to do, and that's what acupuncture helps it to do. So brilliant question. I hope that's that's answered that one. So what's number two? Thank you, Mel. Uh, your next question comes from Mick, who asks, how do you start and end a session on a Ouija board? Well, I don't use Ouija boards myself because I don't need to. Um, they are, you know, there's a lot of mystical business and a lot of fear around Ouija boards. Um, I'm not going to get into that. It, that's a whole episode all of its own. But you can use them safely if you know what you're doing. And the way to, to really start a session with a Ouija board is to ask for protection from spirit to to cleanse the room only ask for the very highest and the best spirits to come forward and to stop anything that's lower or a little bit mischievous coming through um, using circles and protections of light uh, is also something that you can do never 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 use one on your own always make sure that there is a group of you uh, and then at the end of a session, you close it down in the same way. So you, you thank Spirit for coming through. You thank um, Spirit's guides and, and the protection. And then you make sure that it's closed down properly. But again, I've, I've very rarely used them. I don't need to. But if you are going to, to get involved with them, make sure you know what you're doing and do a lot and lot of research. And again, I cannot stress this enough. Do not use one when you're on your own. I hope that answers that question. And that's that for questions this week. Thank you very much for sending them in. Thank you to everyone who's submitted a question. There are a number of ways you can get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us via email. Our address is thespiritlevel22 at gmail.com. On Facebook, 
on groups, search for the Spirit Level. On Twitter, search for the spiritlevel.co.uk. Our Twitter handle is at the Spirit Level U, which is a capital U. On Instagram, search for Melanie Mahmood. And in addition, there are a number of resources for you to download and access on our website, totally free of charge, on www.thespiritlevel.co.uk. We look forward to hearing from you. So I'm really excited today because today I've invited a, an old pal of mine to come and join us for a bit of a chat. And she's a really inspirational lady. And I've asked her to come and share some of her thoughts about positivity, motivation and change with us. She's a working mom and a self-employed entrepreneur. She made the major life decision to leave a long-standing career and go it alone and set up her own business. So welcome to Teresa Bernstein. Hello. Nice, Hello. To, nice to be here, my lovely. Hello, darling. And how are you? Are you coping and doing all right in this lockdown? Yeah, do you know what? It's it's just really strange, isn't it? And you've just got to make the best of what is at the minute. And 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 I think looking at around at what you've got and appreciating what you've got is the way forward. It's just massive, isn't it? And being thankful for what you've got um, and not thinking what you can't do, but looking at what you can do. And I'm a massive fan of walking i've got two dogs so i do like to walk um and and do you know what's really nice is seeing people out walking and i know there's not a lot else to do but that's so critical for not only your physical health but i think your mental health absolutely outside in that fresh air and having the time to do it and slowing down a bit and that's the bit that i've really enjoyed is instead of being at a breakneck pace at everything that i'm doing and rushing 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 all the time i've got a little bit of space to breathe i think yeah exactly exactly i think it's just forced everyone to restock and rethink hasn't it which is not always a bad thing no no so going on to uh, one of the major reasons i've asked you to come and speak with us today t is that i think it's fair to say that most people are really frightened of change and probably avoid it at all costs but you didn't, and you took a major plunge and left what many would consider to be a, a safe career to go out there on your own and set up your own businesses. And I just wanted to talk about what your main motivations were, what your main fears were, and how you personally overcame them to, to move forward. Yeah, well, I think initially... Um, we were we were both me and my husband are in the, were in the same job um and over time with having a family that job became untenable um and it was destroying what was our family that we'd made and we'd we looked at various ways for both of us initially to be able to leave but a traditional kind of brick and mortar business does take a lot of risk and, and you've got to be prepared to put up a lot of money or find a lot of money or use your house as equity or whatever. So we had a poke about a few bits and bobs, but there was absolutely nothing that, you know, kind of made it worthwhile that 
whatever you do, you've got to make sure financially it's worthwhile. Um, and the chance of voluntary redundancy came up. And I thought, well, this is it. This is a sign. This is the time for me to a, have a little bit of cash just to keep us going until um, whatever I feel I need to do uh, crops up. Um, so the main motivation initially was family life. It got to the point where we didn't have one and, and it was going to destroy, the job was going to destroy what we had and what we'd built. And I wasn't prepared under any circumstances to let that happen. Uh, I've seen it happen all too often. I've seen a lot of people divorce, remarry, get divorced again. And, and that just wasn't an option for me. Um, so I took the plunge really when the voluntary redundancy option came up. And I think for me, I, the, f the first reason everyone gave me was what about your pension? And, and for me, that's a future thing. And, and I had to think about the here and now. Um, I lost my dad. No, you can't. And I lost my, my dad was very young when he died. And that has had a massive effect on me, I think, and how I see life. Um, and, I, and, and my answer is always, what if, what if I don't get there? Absolutely. Yeah, you've got to live for now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. It, it, am I going to let this job destroy what we've built for something that may never happen? May not come, yeah. Absolutely. Well, lots of people's pensions have gone under, haven't they? So you, yeah. can't, you can't live like that. So, so my, my, I suppose really, one of my strengths, if you like, is... I'm able to live a bit more in the here and now and I don't fret so much about the future because what will be will be and, and you make a path and no matter what path you choose, things have a habit of working out, don't they? They do. They do. They do. And you've got to trust that. Uh, and I think we've lost, I, I loved your second podcast, I've just listened to it this morning and the bit, the question that somebody asked about... Um, mediumship and psychic. Um, psychic ability and you went into that gut instinct yeah. and having uh, and the job I was in I had a well-trained gut you learn to tr trust that gut feeling that you have mm -hmm. that a lot of people suppress I tend to use that a lot in life and and for me it was a gut feeling that this was the time so and that's, that's kind of how that you got the opportunity as well, which um, which you, you said was was your way out, really. Yeah. So, what advice would you give someone who's contemplating a major life or work change and is is just in that stuck period where you oh shall I shan't I? I would say well, I I wrote a list of like pros and cons. Yeah. Initially, um, and finances you, you always find a way you always find a way there are options out there you always find a way yeah you might have to tighten the purse strings a little bit but you do find a way and for me a financial strain isn't a reason to to, to you know put a you've got to put your mental health and and your physical health above your financial kind of and your emotional health, because, you know, yeah. if your work-life balances out, I know that's how I feel. Uh, if, if I'm not 
if I'm working too much and not spending enough time having a good time with my friends and family, then I, I feel out of kilter. And you can't put a price on that for me. I also no. take the major pay cut, but I'm so much happier in my health and my emotional health that that's the payoff. Exactly. And, okay. I, and I, I, what I would say is, is if you don't want to be laid there, for me, my, my motto is always, I don't want to be laid on my deathbed thinking, what if? Absolutely. Should, yes. should I have? Because that is not a life then, is it? You know, no. if, if you, if you, it's scary. It is scary, but things have a way of working out. And if in your gut and deep down your, your emotional and mental well-being is not good, then that's time to, to make a change. It has to be. Absolutely. It has to be. So, I mean, go on. No, no, sometimes it's difficult when you're in it because you don't, you don't feel the stress until you're out of it, you know, and you look back and you think, yeah, I, I wasn't right. I was, I was unwell, you know, and somebody might be telling you, you you're sad, you're not right. You, you, you seem, you seem, you're not yourself. If people are telling you that, then that's, that's, I think that's a good indicator isn't it that, oh it's a huge red flag isn't it that if if other yeah. people are picking up that you you're not right in yourself yeah then it's time to start thinking about making that jump it absolutely is so i mean we've already talked about how you've you've been keeping going through uh well lockdown three now um so how do you think work and business is going to change post covid19 because it's already changed how we work now is changing do you think that will be permanent or do you think that there'll be other things that will come forward we'll come back to our interview with Teresa next episode where we'll continue our chat on the importance of change and what we think life may look like post covid and now we move on to one of our regular features. It's time. For Tarot. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the Major Arcana card number one, the Magician, which is the card of magic and miracles. So if we have a look at the card itself, there is an image of a man, the Magician, who is standing in front of his powerful altar, with his magical tools that represent all four directions and the four suits of the tarot. So when the magician appears in the spread, it points to the talents, capabilities and resources that are at the sitter's disposal to succeed in the matter at hand. So the message of this card is to tap into and believe in one's own full potential rather than holding back especially when there is a need to transform something or a situation. Is it the power of manifestation card, the magician, and it's about thoughts and dreams being made physical and real. So it's a very, very powerful card. And when it shows up in a reading, it means the universe has your back and will support you towards your hopes and dreams and goals. But be careful what you wish for. In an upright position, the key words for this card are determination, dexterity, resourcefulness, being skilled and it's a strong powerful energy and it's believing in that personal power in and over a situation. In the reverse position this can mean that there are communication blocks, there's confusion, 
it can mean a lack of energy and sometimes a little bit of ill intention on somebody's part, either the reader or on somebody who is in that particular circle. The element is air again, like the fool, and it's also linked to people of the astrological signs Aquarius, Gemini and Libra. So those people may be in that circle or it may have particular relevance to that person. The ruling planet of this card is Mercury, and so Mercury is all about communication. This is one of the key skills related to this card. So that's the magician. He's a brilliant card to pull in, in any spread. It means you have the power over the situation. So that's time for Tarot this week. Next week, join us for the High Priestess. Well, that's it for this episode, folks. And a big thank you to Buzzsprout for hosting us. Our thanks to the folks at Orphonics and Audacity for their technical help. A massive thank you to the fabulous Teresa Bernstein for being on the show. Watch out for next episode for part two of her interview. To my beloved husband and producer, Mr M, for his continuing help and support. And a massive thank you to all you listeners out there, wherever you may be. Thank you for your continuing support and all your messages. Please subscribe and review our podcast. Your feedback will help us massively. Find us on iTunes, Spotify and Castbox or via your usual podcast provider. So until next time, folks, love and light to you all. Love you.